Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to. $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports. Pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of, they have got it over at Prize Picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play, and they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app. Or go to prizepicks.com, and when you do, use that promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And 23 opponent preview series concludes. We head to the upstate and talk the arch rival, the Clemson Tigers, and Matthew Johnson of Nachos and Analyses. He joins the show to talk all things Clemson heading into the 2023 football season. Matthew, appreciate you taking the time, my friend. It is a pleasure to have you on. 
Yeah, thank you again for having uh, having me on. And I'm sure Drew, our other Nachos and Analysis counterparty, sad he couldn't be here, but uh, appreciate the opportunity, Chris. Absolutely, Matthew. Let's Before we look ahead at the 2023 season, of course, this season upcoming, we're about a month away from kickoff. Let's look back at 2022 for Clemson because a really, really interesting year, a year in which saw a quarterback change, an offensive coordinator change, and a year in which Clemson goes – 11 and 3 and 9 and 0 in ACC play. But at Clemson these days, if you fail to make the college ball playoff, you did not meet the expectations and the goals. I mean, you look down the list, man, you're beating everybody left and right. That first loss, though, and really the first signs of trouble came in that game against Notre Dame 35 to 14 on the road on November 5th. Then a couple of weeks later, of course, Clemson comes into that South Carolina game with just one loss, a team that was destined for the playoff. And in back-to-back weeks, of course, Matthew, recall, the Gamecocks knocked off Tennessee and Clemson knocked them both Mm -hmm. out of the playoff. And then Clemson falls to Tennessee in the Orange Bowl by a final score of 31-14. to They did beat North Carolina 39-10 to in the ACC championship. So to call last season a, a, a bad season, Matthew, for Clemson, it just feels way too aggressive when you go under yeah. your conference and you win the conference title. But again, Dabo Sweeney's built the program to a point when you don't make the playoff. And when you had DJ Uyunglele and all these, these starters returning, it's just not good enough. Talk about the 2022 season. How would you define it for Clemson? And how do you view that looking back on it? Yeah. I mean, I know like in the moment it was very frustrating at times. Um, I'm sure, you know, just being a fan of a football team, everybody goes through that. But I mean, like at the end of the season, like you said, you can't be that upset when the outcome of a season is 11 wins in a conference championship. Um, Obviously, it's not playoffs and that's not the standard that some of the fans believe Clemson is at now. Um, But I kind of feel like Clemson might be in the midst of a fall off from national dominance. I mean, it's kind of obvious there's evidence there. so I was really I was really surprised when Dabo showed that he will make a personal sacrifice this offseason to try to do what it takes to win uh, when he fired Streeter and uh, hired on Garrett hired on Garrett Riley. Um, I was worried last year that he didn't have it in him. So uh, that is something that's a silver lining going into this season that I'm looking forward to because I kind of thought Dabo had lost the winning mentality a little bit. Now, Matthew, Dabo Sweeney, speaking of Dabo, going into his 16th season as the head man in Clemson. It's wild. Time flies. Just talk about the overall mood and the vibe around Dabo. Obviously, he's a guy, he's polarizing. It's very well documented, his thoughts on NIL, the transfer portal. I've seen Clemson fans even be critical about it to Dabo Sweeney, that he doesn't do enough in this area. But what's the overall vibe and the mood? Because Dabo Sweeney, to me, Matthew, feels like one of those guys that's sort of untouchable in the spot that he's in what do you sense from the Clemson fan base around the overall mood around Dabo going into his 16th season in Clemson um I mean honestly I still think people are wanting a statue built out front uh (laughs) but I I, I'm I'm kind of try to stay unbiased in all those kind of NIL stuff and then obviously the um, stuff that happened around the George Floyd protest a few years ago there were some controversies that came out with Dabo around that time that Mm -hmm. weren't weren't something we want to talk about all the time so uh, yeah you know I think he's still the big man on campus Uh, I don't think anybody's really tired of him yet even though the success has waned a little bit it's still way better than the Tommy Bowden years that what came right before him so 
Um, I don't think Dabo's going anywhere anytime soon. Now, Matthew, looking at this year's team, this year's Tigers team, when they take the field, of course, we mentioned on the offensive side of the football, Garrett Riley, the big splash made there, added as the offensive coordinator. Cade Klubnick returns to take over as QB1 after closing out 2022. Again, DJ Uyunglele gets benched in that North Carolina game, that ACC title game, and the rest is history. Will Shipley, Phil Moffat, the two-headed monster at running back, probably one of the best running back duos and all of college football, Bo Collins, Antonio Williams, they let provide some answers at wide receiver. That was a problem area last year for Clemson. Yeah. I think it was the stat they threw up on the board in the South Carolina game. They had not had – I think they were one of six college football teams that did not have a 100-yard receiver, receiving game in, at that point, which is just crazy to think about when you think about all the great receivers – that have come through Clemson. Also, you look at tight end, Jake Brenningstool provides a nice weapon there. And then up front, four of five starters return. Of course, the big one you got to replace, Jordan McFadden at the left tackle spot. So when you look at Clemson offensively, it feels like there are pieces there. What are you expecting from the Tigers offense out of year one OC, Garrett Riley? Well, first thing I want to look at is Cade developing physically. Um, he need, he has a good gun sink Sorry, I'm going to start that over. He has a good gunslinger mentality, but uh, where he just lets it fly and kind of lets the ball go. But, uh, you know, that, that's just going to come with experience of making the right decisions in those time. But I think him putting on weight and getting more durable is going to be huge for our offense because we're going to try to run Cade a lot more than we ran DJ. He's a much more talented runner than DJ was. Um but DJ's body was just built better to take those hits from D1 linebackers and linemen. Um, Cade isn't there yet, but I'm not sure if this was one of those. I'm not sure if you saw those memes on Twitter this year of uh, people saying like, oh, this person in the NBA had a seven inch growth spurt this offseason. I don't know if this is one of those memes, but Dabo has said that Cade put on 25 pounds this offseason, so. Uh, that's something good, but we do need playmakers to step up, and especially at wide receiver. Uh, you mentioned Bo Collins, who has been consistent, but I don't think he's really reached his ceiling yet at Clemson. Uh, we also had Adam Randall, freshman last year, go down with injuries, but when he was on the field, he produced. Um, and then we had actually the person who broke that record you just mentioned about not having a 100-yard receiver it happened in the ACC championship game with Cole Turner, who was, I believe, maybe a former walk-on. Um, but apparently he's been uh, performing really well in practice. He has a good attitude of going up and getting the ball and no matter who's against him. So uh, those are the three that I'm really looking forward to, uh, to step up at wide receiver. Uh, like you said, the running back room should be fine with Moffa and Shipley. Brenningstool, I really think Garrett Riley's going to get our tight ends involved a lot more, which is something our offense has missed a lot. Um, and then our offensive line is always a concern, even though we are pretty old. I don't know if that's the right word, experienced. Even though we're like pretty experienced, uh, I don't have any trust in our offensive line development, really. So, <laughs> um, but I am looking forward to seeing how Riley like schemes for our talent. So that's pretty much how I'm looking forward to the offense. Now, you look at the defensive side, Matthew, this side of the football, Tyler Davis and Rook Oriojo. I'm probably mispronouncing that. I do apologize. But they, man, how, how do you say it? You want to you take it? Yeah, I, but I believe it's Aurora Row. Aurora Row. Okay. Tyler yeah. Davis and Rook Aurora Row. 
man, the interior. And I should learn to say his name because he's one of the best defensive linemen in all of college football. Uh, you know, just. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Justin Maskall, Xavier Thomas return off the edge as well. Jeremiah Trotter, Barrett Carter, arguably the best linebacker duo in all of college football. And your entire secondary is back as well, led by Sheridan Jones, Nate Wiggins, Andrew Makuba, and Jalen Phillips. But it's a secondary that finished 76th in pass defense a season ago. So they'll look to shore that up. And I feel like, Matthew, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a defense sort of looking for its identity after the departure of Brent Venables. Not not really sure which way it wanted to go. Just talk about what you're expecting. Again, and this is a defense that returns eight starters from a season ago. You would expect it to be a strength for Clemson. What are you expecting for the Tigers when they take the field this fall? Yeah, I'm definitely expecting the defense to be the strength again this year. Um, contrary to other years, it's going to be the interior defensive line this year that's really going to hold the defense together. Um but our linebackers, like you said, Barrett Carter and Jeremiah Trotter, they're super athletic and fast, um, but we are really thin at linebacker. So any injuries that happen there uh, might not be too good. Um, and like you said about DBs also, we were super young and thin and injury prone at that position last year. Um, and I think that helps contribute to that poor ranking and production. Um, but that's going to be a lot more experience back in the secondary this year. And I'm looking forward to that. Um, but which is something else that's different for Clemson this year is probably our biggest defensive weakness is edge rush. Um, Xavier Thomas needs a big year and he needs to stay injury free to be the glue in that spot. Because as of right now, we don't have a, a proven playmaker there. Justin Maskell has the ability to also. Now, as we move Matthew to special teams, Robert Gunn III looks to replace BT Potter at kicker. A big loss for Clemson was one of the best kickers in school history. Aiden Swanson is back at the punter spot. And then Will Shipley and Antonio Williams, they man the return duties. Does anything jump out to you when it comes to special teams? And I think it's ironic I asked that because, of course, we saw the impact of special teams when the Gamecocks and Tigers took the field. So, you know, anything in particular, I'm, I'm sure that – 
And I believe that also Dabo, that you guys special teams coach, is one of the highest paid special teams coaches in college football, if I recall that number correctly. Either way, anything jump out to get to special teams when you look at the Tigers this fall? Well, if he is the highest paid, then he's overpaid. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah, losing BT Potter is going to be huge. Uh, kickoffs and field goals might be a struggle this year. Um, we had a walk-on kicker drill a 50-yarder in the spring game, and then he transferred um, like right after the, the week after. So I guess he was just giving his show on ESPN and then took that and ran. I think he was a walk-on, though, so no harm done going to get a scholarship. Um, and then in return game with Shipley and Williams, there, I don't really think there's a home run threat in the return game, maybe just consistency. Antonio Williams does have explosive athleticism, but um, it's going to be a, it's a team effort to get a good return game going. Now, as you look at the overall outlook, Matthew, for the Clemson Tigers, 15 starters are back, seven on the offensive side, eight on the defensive side. And I guess my question is this, is Clemson being disrespected this offseason with the love to Florida State sort of being the pick in the ACC? And is it college football playoff or bust for the Clemson Tigers? And Matthew, really quickly, as you look at the 2023 schedule, the way it shakes out for the Tigers, of course, you open up on that Monday night in Durham at Duke could be a fun game. You didn't have Charleston Southern, Florida Atlantic, of course, that matchup against Florida State in week four, then you're at Syracuse, Wake Forest, at Miami, at NC State, Notre Dame to begin the month of November, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, and then you close out at South Carolina. So let's go back to what I just said. Do you feel like the Tigers are being disrespected coming into the season with all this Florida State love? And how do you feel that 2023 schedule shakes out for the Tigers to make a run back to the ACC title and more importantly, the college ball playoff? Yeah. Um, sorry, what was the first part of your question again? Yeah, do you feel like they're being disrespected at all? Do you feel like Florida State's getting too much love in the preseason? Maybe, but I mean, I'll say yes, because I do think after winning the ACC again last year, um, Clemson's been dominating the conference for a decade straight um, with few signs of slowing down. Uh, Florida State's, I feel like, has the hype every year coming into the year that they're going to be a dark horse playoff pick and it never it hasn't worked out recently at least but I do think they are a very talented team and it's one of our toughest games on the schedule this year um but I do think our our overall schedule is a bit tougher than normal but we did get a good shake of things with uh home field advantage in Florida State and Notre Dame and UNC um, the only tough road games really being Syracuse, NC State, and at South Carolina, um, which I'm going to be – it's going to be pretty interesting that game this year. I'm sure it's already circled on a lot of people's calendars. Yeah, so as we close out, Matthew, we look at that one, of course, you know, South Carolina, Clemson, need I say more, right? We don't need to hype this one up or build up anticipation or or even circle it like you mentioned. It really speaks for itself, but – you know, Matthew, I'm curious to get your feedback, not to like rub it in or anything. I'm just really genuinely curious to hear because all I see is what's on social media. I, I don't really interact with any Clemson people. I don't have any Clemson friends, admittedly, except you guys, of course. But uh, I, I thought it was really interesting because it, it felt like it was almost like Clemson fans forgot that it was possible to lose to South Carolina. And when it happened, 
I mean, there were people on social media that went into straight meltdown mode. And I, and I know I know that happens on both sides in rivalry games. I get it, but like what was the what was the overall mood? I guess the 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 after effect, the aftershock of the loss to South Carolina, because you know, I think it was something that stunned a lot of Clemson fans. Like they did not see coming against South Carolina, got that big win over Tennessee. But the Gamecocks still came in as a two-touchdown underdog at Clemson and found a way to win that ball game. So, again, mm-hmm. from your perspective, I mean, what was – how did the fan base receive that? Let me just say that. Uh, I don't – I think you said it perfectly in just shock because it was so unexpected. Um, I know – I mean, for me, I'm 25, and uh, so Clemson has won – or beat South Carolina since I was like 15. So it was, it was a long time. So it just kind of felt like that kind of game that you breeze through nowadays. But uh, I do like the fact that, because, or let me say there were a few years where it felt like South Carolina went into the game knowing that they were going to lose. And it wasn't really a competition just a few times though. Um, But I like that there is the competition now back in the rivalry because it's going to be interesting to see how the a lot of the Clemson players react because this is the first class of Clemson players that has lost to South Carolina in four or five years. So uh, I think it's going to be really interesting. I hope that they have the motivation for it. I feel like rivalries are kind of diminished nowadays with just kind of how recruiting is and how college football is. But uh, I hope we still foster that one because it's fun. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I mean, do you feel like Clemson fans and Clemson Nation are kind of looking at that South Carolina game a little bit differently going into this year? I mean, I, I definitely think, obviously, when you lose to your rival that next year, it's like the getting revenge factor is huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd have to imagine for the Tigers, you know, after you lose that one the way you did, it's like that. Like you mentioned, the, the game that's circled on your calendar, it definitely feels like this one's going to be circled for Dabo Sweeney and, and, and company, especially like, again, when you factor in that their their aspirations and goals are – college football playoff and get into that level. You cannot do that without beating the Gamecocks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Um, I'm not necessarily on the boat that this year is playoff or bust. Um, I think we have maybe one more year of no playoffs before we get some more talent and getting our first year offensive coordinator, some more experience with our room or with our offensive staff. So um I don't I still think we might go 11 and one possibly an undefeated regular season but uh I'm not I'm not setting my hopes for that I'm not booking a hotel for the playoffs yet <laughs> fair enough now Matthew when you look at this game of course on the field Gamecocks and Tigers what do you feel Clemson needs to do to exact their revenge at Williams Bryce because you saw the game last year of course it was kind of you know, the Spencer Rattler, Juice Wells show special teams was a huge, huge factor in that ball game with what Kai Kroger did in the punt game. Of course, the fumble by Clemson on the kickoff when they tried the trickery and it backfired. Antonio Williams fumbling on the punt. When you look at that game, again, 30,000 foot view, these teams can change drastically by the time they play. But as of today, when you look at that, what do you feel like Clemson needs to do? What are kind of the keys to victory for them? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. 
Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What they need to do to, to, to snap that and get that rivalry back in their favor. What, what's interesting about that game is I feel like both teams really were trying to lose that Clemson, South Carolina game. There were so many mistakes on both sides of the ball. Um, so I just feel like it's not even an X's and O's things. It's a motivation and an execution type of thing for Clemson this year. Um, I mean, obviously you had the uh, botched play call of the reverse on the kickoff that didn't work out. Um, I feel like those are pretty far and few throughout Dabo's career. He'll try to get cute every once in a while, but it doesn't always work. So I think just being motivated and knowing the threat that South Carolina poses to us and our like big end of season aspirations is what's going to be push Clemson over the edge for this year, or that's what should happen if we were to win. Matthew Johnson of nachos and analysis, Matthew, last thing before I get you out of here, just kind of on a side note, there's been some rumblings, like you mentioned, right? The new age of college football conference realignment. You know, we see Colorado's headed back to the Big 12. These teams are changing conferences. There's been some rumors that Clemson could be a team that heads to the Big 10. I mean, your, your thoughts on Clemson potentially one day leaving the ACC. Do you love it? Do you hate it? And if they did leave, where would you prefer them to go? I am a fan of Clemson leaving the ACC. I think it's a sinking ship that we need to get off of. Um, I think the Big Ten aligns more with the ACC in their basketball focus and uh, academics. So I feel like that's a pretty easy move for Clemson to make as far as those things go. Um, Personally, I mean, I grew up in Georgia, so I would want Clemson to be in the SEC uh, just so we can play all the teams all the local teams but uh either one i don't i don't expect clemson to be in the acc next year um which is unfortunate because me, neither me or drew got to go to acc media day this year so uh i might have been our last op- opportunity to go so Matt, I, I i'll yeah. call it for the big 10 that, that'll be my pick on your on that your would show. be interesting that would be very who doesn't want to watch clemson rutgers on a saturday afternoon <laughs> me <laughs> I was thinking more of Penn State and Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, you got to play them all, but no. <laughs> that, no, that'd be very interesting. And, hey, Southern Cal moving over there as well, so some very, very good football in that conference going to be played. Matthew Johnson of Nachos and Analysis. Matthew, appreciate you taking the time, man. I know we've done work before, so y'all keep up the great work, but let folks know who may not be familiar, let them know where they can find you guys' work. Yeah, uh, look at look at us on Twitter slash X, uh, at Nachos underscore Analysis uh instagram on nachos and analysis and threads nachos and analysis all spelled out um yeah we have big things coming for this football season so matthew appreciate you taking the time my friend let's definitely do it again soon yes sir thank you so much
Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.